Hi, everybody. This is Stefan Molyneux from Free Domain, the largest and most popular philosophy show in the world. Let's take a rather roller coaster ride through the allegations and responses. This is the truth about Joe Biden versus Tara Reid. Is it a case with regards to her accusations against him from 1993? A case of he said, she said, do they cancel each other out? Or is there more to the story that needs to be examined? Well, let's start with you know, Propaganda 101. So a lot of places on the left, when they talk about Tara Reid, they will use the picture uh, that's on the bottom left of this screen where, you know, she's been a single mom, it's been a stressful life, and, you know, time takes its toll on her as it does on me and you and all of us. And so there's a little bit of programming that's going on here. So when you hear about a man so consumed by lust that he acted in a potentially criminal manner... Well, you look at the picture below and you're like, wow, that seems a little off. But the reality, of course, is that this is what Tara Reid looked like back in the day. She was an actress. She did work in Hollywood. She did commercials. A very attractive woman, you know, in that tousled 80s, 90s look. So that's an important thing to remember. Just look at the photos. I mean, it's the same thing happens with me. I mean, the media writes about me and they use these cold-eyed, semi-fascist, pimp-stare photos of me, never, you know, the usual photos of me smiling and enjoying my life or anything like that. But this is how you can tell where the propaganda is coming from. So she was, of course, a very attractive woman. Now, the background to all of this is what happened to Justice Kavanaugh not too long ago. Why doesn't it feel like time is really flying in 2020? So the recent precedent set by the leftist mainstream media uh, and the leftists as a whole during the Kavanaugh horror is this. All accusations should be reinvestigated no matter how old, and women should be believed. Now, Blasey Ford's accusations against Kavanaugh, and I did a big show on this, a couple of shows actually, I'll link to one of them below. Blasey Ford's accusations against Kavanaugh were far less credible, so she, Blasey Ford, accused Kavanaugh of actions from his teenage years in the early 1980s. So, teenage years, and if he hadn't had his calendars kept, he might have been in significant trouble and uh, who among us can ever forgive Matt Damon for the horror show of contempt that he put forward on Saturday Night Live regarding Justice Kavanaugh? But anyway, so Lacey Ford was talking about Kavanaugh from his teenage years in the early 1980s. Tara Reid's accusations concern an explicit sexual assault that Joe Biden committed, she says, while he was a sitting U.S. senator. So a little bit different. Joe Biden himself, of course, has publicly taken the position that all women should be believed no matter how much time it takes for them to come forward. And this is how you know that Joe Biden, however cunning he may be, however presentable he may be, it's just not that smart. But you don't put believe all women forward as a standard because it's false. I mean, women have free will. Women can be good. Women can be evil. Women have the capacity to lie. Read your Genesis and remember why um, thou shalt not bear false witness is one of the Ten Commandments. It happens. It happens. And this is why you need due process. So you don't put forward a believe all women because it could bounce back against you. Outside of the moral considerations, there is just a practical boomerang consideration. But I guess people just want to win in the moment and they don't think about the long-term consequences of the principles they're putting forward. And so to me, at least, this whole reversal, and it's not just Joe Biden, we'll talk about others, this whole hashtag MeToo movement is being revealed as a leftist dirty tricks campaign. It's a way of smearing people when you can't answer their arguments and you desperately want to win 
And so you just smear them. I mean, way back in the day, this would be, I think, in 2008 or something like that, the media first started writing about me. Now, I've always talked about how adult children don't have to spend time with abusive parents and so on. And some uh, moms uh, contacted the media and said, this man's running a cult, and, and, and so it's nonsense, right? But they believed these uh, women and ran these articles. So, you know, this believe all women stuff without investigation, well, that's, uh, uh, I'm not unfamiliar <laughs> with that particular aspect. And until you've been lied about persistently and consistently by the mainstream media, specifically because I'm anti-communist and so on, it's kind of hard to recognize just how treacherous they really are. Now, it's not just Joe Biden. So an actress, and is she still an actress? I think she is. Biden supporter, Elisa Milano. So she never thought hashtag me too would, quote, destroy innocent men. But you see, Elisa, that's the whole point. We don't know whether someone's innocent or guilty without due process. Okay, maybe, you know, somebody writes a confession and shoots himself and so on. Okay, maybe, right? But in general, you need... The presumption of innocence, uh, despite what the Frenchies say, you need to be able to uh, cross-examine your accusers, uh, you need professional counsel, you need physical evidence, you need all these things to determine whether someone is guilty uh, beyond a reasonable doubt, like 95% or so in criminal matters, preponderance of evidence, or 50 plus percent, 51 plus percent in civil cases, and so on. So you don't know whether someone's innocent or guilty. So when it was Kavanaugh, who she didn't like, she thought that he was guilty, I guess. But when it's Biden, who she does like, she thinks that he's innocent. Uh, this is not a serious thinker or a thinker of any of any particular kind at all. So what did Milano said? And the reason I'm quoting her is she's quite, quite an influence on in the world, right? She said, I believe that even though we should believe women, and that is an important thing, what that statement really means is that for so long the go-to has been to not believe them. We have to societally change that mindset, mindset to believing women, but that does not mean at the expense of not giving men their due process in investigating situations. It's got to be fair in both directions. I mean, no matter how much her oddly made-up head tries to square the circle, these are completely contradictory positions. If you 100% believe women when they accuse someone, then a woman becomes a videotaped smoking gun evidence and there's no need for a trial. Whereas if there is a need for a trial, it's because we don't believe everything that women say. I don't know. It must be fun to be pretty on the left and not have people question what it is that you say, right? So back in the day, Milano attended an anti-Kavanaugh rally and she was wrapped herself in a banner that read, Believe Women, right? But now it's someone she likes who's being accused and now it's like, oh, whoa, whoa, hey. Let's give due process its due, shall we? Milano said, I sent the hashtag MeToo tweet two years ago. I never thought it would be something that would destroy innocent men. So we have to find this balance in the Believe Women movement and also giving men their due process and realizing that we are destroying lives if we don't go through the right steps. So it took her two years to realize that automatically believing women when they accuse a man of abuse might actually harm innocent men. Does she not think that women are corrupted power by power just like everyone else? Rose McGowan wrote to her, and I quote, You are a fraud. This is about holding the media accountable. You go after Trump and Kavanaugh saying, Believe victims, you are a lie. You have always been a lie. The corrupt DNC 
is in on the smear job of Tara Reid, so are you. Shame. The Reason Magazine, who uh, I'll link to in the show notes, uh, has done some good work on this. During the Brett Kavanaugh allegations, Biden said, Joe Biden said, quote, for a woman to come forward in the glaring lights of focus nationally, you've got to start off with the presumption that at least the essence of what she's talking about is real. You've got to hold people to their own standards, particularly if those standards are anti-rational because they're not willing to learn by reason. Therefore, they have to learn by bitter experience. You have to hold people to the standards that they've applied to others. Universality is the key to morality. So, what are the actual accusations? During the interview, this is an interview on a podcast quite recently, Tara Reid alleged the following about Biden. She said that a supervisor called her into the office and said, I want you to take this to Joe. He wants it. We want you to bring it. Hurry. It was a gym bag. She called it an athletic bag. She said... He was down towards the Capitol, and he'll meet you. I went down, and I was heading down towards there. He was at first talking to someone, and then they went away. We were in, like, the side, like, the side area, and he just said, Hey, come here, Tara. She continued, I handed him the thing. He greeted me. He remembered my name, and then we were alone. It was the strangest thing. There was no, like, exchange, really. He just had me up against the wall. I was wearing, like, a skirt, a business skirt. I wasn't wearing stockings. And it was kind of a hot day that day, and I was wearing heels. And I remember I was wearing a blouse, and he just had me up against the wall. And the wall was cold. It happened all at once. His hands were on me and underneath my clothes. Yeah, and he went down my skirt, but then up inside it, and he penetrated me with his fingers. And he was kissing me at the same time. And he was saying something to me. He said several things. I can't remember everything he said. She added, I remember a couple of things. I remember him saying first, as he was doing it, do you want to go somewhere else? And then him saying to me, when I pulled away, he got finished doing what he was doing. And I pulled back and he said, come on, man, I heard you liked me. And it's that phrase stayed with me. I kept thinking what I might have said. I can't remember if he said, I thought or heard, he implied that I had done this. For me, it was like everything shattered in that moment because I knew we were alone. It was over, right? He wasn't trying to do anything more, but I looked up to him. He was my father's age. He was this champion of women's rights in my eyes. I couldn't believe it was happening. It seemed surreal. I felt sick because when he pulled back, he looked annoyed, and he said something else to me that I I don't want to say. And then he said... I must have looked shocked. He grabbed me by the shoulder and he said, You're okay, you're fine. And then he walked away. So the podcast host pressed Reed on the thing she didn't want to reveal. She then revealed that Biden allegedly said, You're nothing to me. You're nothing. Now, let's go back here for a sec. Just the physicality of it, right? I mean, this isn't the guy making a pass at a girl, right? This isn't a guy saying, hey, would you like to have about breakfast? Shall I call you or nudge you or <laughs> whatever, right? This is, well, it's finger rape, right? So a woman who is not experiencing sexual arousal, the vagina doesn't have the lubrication that it's going to have when it experiences, when she is experiencing sexual arousal. So 
if a man takes his fingers and jams them up her vagina when she's not, I mean, either way, right? But when she's not sexually excited, that's painful. That's bruising. That can cause tearing. That is unpleasant in the extreme. And that is kind of shocking. I mean, that is... uh, Appalling. I mean, if it's true, right? Again, we've got to do process and all that, but we'll get into sort of why I think that there is more to this, obviously, than there was to Kavanaugh. But that is appalling behavior, obviously. I mean, the, what she's talking about there, that is, um, it's real assault. This is not sexual harassment. This is, again, I'm no lawyer, I'm no judge or anything. I'm just telling you what it seems like to me. It's just straight up assault and, and can provide significant harm. And the other thing, too, like, who knows where sniffy Joe Biden's hands have been, right? You, you can't just take your hands and jam them inside someone. I mean, you could have stuff on your hands. You could have germs. You could have, I mean, <sighs> sorry, this is just appalling. Now, she's not alone, right? So according to Law and Crime, Tara Reid was only one of eight women who, quote, previously accused Biden of sexual harassment and inappropriate touching in early 2009. The accusations, not the touching. Former Nevada State Senator Lucy Flores had come forward with her own allegations first. The New York Times reported that Flores alleged that Biden touched her inappropriately and kissed her, quote, on the head during a Democratic campaign rally in 2014 when he was vice president. Uh, This is from Heavy.com. I'll put the links below. Now, as far as the background goes, there is this amazing thing that, if this is true, right, that abusers do, abusers do in general, regardless of what happens with the Joe Biden accusations, they have this amazing sixth sensibility to figure out who's been traumatized as a child and then repeat it, basically strip mining the scar tissue left by the prior abuser. So Tara Reid once gave these details about her background and biography. She said, the first powerful man who abused me physically and emotionally was my father. He was rich and a defense contractor, but did not like children, only the process of getting them. He never shared his wealth with any of his children or family, but squandered it on women he met and his own indulgences like the modern-day pirate he was. But oh, how everyone wanted his attention and approval, even other men. So, you understand these patterns, right? It's rich in defense contractor, so he's in the Washington political system, just like Joe Biden. And he is a serial philanderer and adulterer. I don't know if he was married or not. You know, just a rich, powerful, charismatic, and dangerous man. You see these patterns, right? It's, uh, it's really chilling. So, when? This was, when did this assault occur, right? Current presidential candidate and former vice president, Joe sexually assaulting her when she worked in his Senate office in 1993, these allegations go. So if true, this is unambiguous assault by Biden. According to Reid, he began already kissing her without her permission, pushed her up against a wall, reached up under her skirt, and roughly penetrated her vagina with his fingers. He said, come on, man, I heard you liked me, Reid recalled. For me, it was like everything shattered, right? Like my father's age, he was his champion of women's rights. In my eyes, I couldn't believe it was happening. It was surreal. This dissociation, this out-of-body experience and so on. And, you know, it's kind of like a meme that male feminists are just about the most dangerous people in the world, right? For women. So Reed, Tara Reed, had previously complained to her bosses about sexual harassment in Biden's office. A supervisor had asked her to serve drinks at an event because she had attractive legs. 
In 2019, Reid said that there was rampant sexism among Biden staffers, but that the problem was not Biden himself. Now, one of the ways that you try to figure out whether something happened in the past is if she told people contemporaneously, like at the time, about what happened. So Ms. Reid did share her far more serious accusation against Biden with a few close friends and family. And uh, again, Reason.com is quite good on this. She once tried to talk to a supervisor about the assault, but was shut down before she could report the entire assault. So I guess, like, I don't want to hear it. I don't know exactly what happened, of course, but shut down. Ms. Reid also reported that she filed out an official form detailing her assault, but has no idea what became of it. <laughs> That's the sound of a shredder, just in case you're wondering. And this is why you always have to take copies of these things, of course, right? Now, Ms. Reid is still a committed Democrat who supported the campaigns of Senators Elizabeth Warren from Massachusetts and Bernie Sanders from Vermont. And, um, I mean, that's just, that's just plain appalling. I mean, the Democrats, right? Because this is a systemic issue, right? This didn't just happen in isolation. This was, she was part of a campaign, right? And she was part of the staff. She talked to a supervisor. Supervisor sent her up. She talked to a supervisor. She filled out a form, and it was all covered up. But she's still a committed Democrat. And she did actually have some very positive things to say about Bernie Sanders. So I guess she's not that great at picking decent men. A year ago, Ms. Reed attempted to come forward with her reports of sexual harassment in Biden's offices. And so this is one of the reasons why would you wait so long? Well, there's a couple of reasons. So she's a single mom. She waited till her daughter, I think she only has one daughter, her daughter was out of the house. It's kind of understandable because of the shite storm that she's going to experience now. But of course, there wasn't a place like this back in 1993, back in 2003, even back in 2013, things were kind of nascent. The alternative media, the unbought media, the media with integrity has only really been a serious force since the 2015-2016 presidential election season when I got my first big bumps with my untruths about Donald Trump and other examinations. I got a big bumps from looking and pushing back against media narratives about Trayvon Martin and uh, other hoaxes that were being put forward. However tragic they were, they were, in fact, largely hoaxes. And so the alternative media, and I've been doing a lot of work on coronavirus, which I called as a pandemic back in January, but we weren't really a force to be reckoned with back then. So she really didn't have places to go because media is generally run by leftists, right, by Democrats. And so they don't want to hear about this kind of stuff. So Ms. Reed did reach out to a place called Time's Up, which is a project of the National Women's Law Center that aims to provide support to alleged Me Too victims. Time's Up refused to assist Ms. Reed. The official excuse was that a feud with a national political candidate could jeopardize their status as a 501c3 nonpartisan group. I don't know who characterized it as a feud, but this is not a feud. This is an accusation of criminal misconduct. So... I wonder if they felt the same way about Justice Kavanaugh would have acted the same. The Intercept also notes, quote, the public relations firm that works on behalf of the Times Up Legal Defense Fund is SKDK Knickerbocker, whose Sir Anita Dunn is the top advisor to Biden's presidential campaign. A spokesperson for Biden declined to comment. The SKDK spokesperson assigned to Times Up referred questions back to the N 
WLC. And, uh, I don't know. Could that be perceived of as a conflict of interest? I suppose it's possible. And this is from a tweet. Again, I'll put the links below. Alexander Coburn, in the August 23, 2008 issue of Counterpunch, wrote about Biden having accosted a staffer of another senator. 15, uh, 15 years after Tara Reid's claim of Biden assaulting her, 12 years before Tara Reid came forward with her claim. So, interestingly enough, the Larry King show. I think it was 80 to 95, something like that, right? So he took a call in 1993, and he said, San Luis Obispo, California, hello. And the caller, which was an older woman, said, yes, hello. I'm wondering, what do, besides go to the press in Washington, my daughter has just left there after working for a prominent senator and could not get through with her problems at all. And the only thing she could have done was go to the press, and she chose not to do it out of respect for him. So how do you get these allegations out if the press won't cover them or if you're afraid of going to the press? Now, remember, she's talking... And Tara Reid has confirmed that this is her mother, right? So this is contemporaneous evidence that this did occur. So she talked to her mother. Her mother called into Larry King. And what's her mother talking about? My daughter has just left there after working for a prominent senator, which is Joe Biden, and could not get through with her problems at all, right? Because she filled out this report, she talked to a supervisor, and nothing happened, right? So he says, in other words, Larry King says, in other words, she had a story to tell, but out of respect for the person she worked for, she didn't tell it. Caller, that's true. So that's contemporaneous evidence. The Washington Examiner's Tina... Tiana Lowe writes that Reed, Tara Reed, quote, now has more evidence than Blasey Ford's claim against Kavanaugh. And of course, the media, mainstream media, went entirely insane in their Kavanaugh coverage. It was wall-to-wall coverage all the time and emotionally charged, vindictive, powerful words being used, very intense coverage, very emotionally invested coverage. And mainstream news organizations mostly avoided this entire story. Or when they did report it, as eventually did happen for some organizations, and we'll get to an example of this now, it's very watered down, it's very neutral, and they pivot to Trump and uh, all of this, and they remind people that, you know, false claims are bad, and right, it's very, you've got to be careful about how you're being manipulated by this Geppetto leftist in the mainstream media. It's pretty, pretty nasty stuff, but you look at the difference, right? Uh, it's really, really quite, quite powerful. So, There was never any contemporary evidence or contemporaneous evidence that Kavanaugh and Ford were even at the same party where Ford accused Kavanaugh of attacking her. And one of the alleged, quote, I could not even recall the episode. So if your eyewitness doesn't remember and there's no evidence that you're even at the same party. Well, here we have someone who called into Larry King. And it's actually kind of interesting, too, because this episode has vanished from Google Play. Now, some people are saying, well, you have to wait for it to come available and so on, but you can see the episodes going step-by-step of Larry King. This one seems to have gone. So let's look at the New York Times. Now, I'm very sorry. Please put on your hazmat suit. I'm sorry to expose you to the New York Times, but uh, let's, uh, let's have a look at this. I'm sorry that I can't make the text uh, bigger. This uh, wee thing does not have much of a zoom 
situation. All right. Let me put on my post-50 glasses here. So examining Tara Reid's sexual assault allegation against Joe Biden. Right? Examining. It's very neutral. It's allegation. They put that right up there. Ms. Reid, a former Senate aide, has accused Mr. Biden of assaulting her in 1993 and says she told others about it. A Biden spokeswoman said the allegation is false and former Senate office members do not recall such an incident, right? So here, right here, you're being primed, right? So look down below. They're using the troll photo of her, right? I mean, this looks like someone in the backdrop of Legend or someone in Frozen, right? I mean, they're using the troll photo of her, right? So you got to look at how this is being framed, right? Miss Reid, a former Senate aide, has accused Mr. Biden of assaulting her. See, they dropped the sexual assault part. It's in the title, but it's not in here. And, and says she told others about it. Well... Could they not have done any research? Now, this was published April 12th, updated April 16th, but um, says she told others about it, right? A Biden spokeswoman said the allegation is false, and former Senate office staff members do not recall such an incident. So, accused, boom, false, no recollection, right? They never gave that kind of consideration to Kavanaugh, right? A former Senate aide who last year accused Joseph R. Biden Jr., you've got to give him his full name to make him seem more imposing, of inappropriate touching has made an allegation of sexual assault against the former vice president, the Democratic Party's presumptive enemy this fall. The former aide, Tara Reid, sorry, Tara Reid, who briefly worked as a staff assistant in Mr. Biden's Senate office, told the New York Times that in 1993, Mr. Biden pinned her to a wall in a Senate building, reached under her clothing and penetrated her with his fingers. Now, reached under her clothing and penetrated her with his fingers. They don't talk about the vagina. They don't talk about the roughness. They don't talk about the brutality of the action. It's very neutral. I mean, a doctor would describe this. A proctologist would describe this more vividly. A friend said that Miss Reed told her the details of the allegation at the time. Ah, look at this. She says she told others about it, but right down here, the New York Times has confirmed that someone has confirmed this. A friend said that Miss Reed told her the details of the allegation at the time. Right, so a lot of people just skim here and don't get far. Like, if they've got truth to tell, they'll always tell it right at the bottom. Another friend and a brother of Miss Reed said she told them over the years about a traumatic sexual incident involving Mr. Biden, right? So here, got three people confirming, but she just says she told others about it. But no, other people have confirmed that she told them about it. So, I mean, it's falsehood right here in the, in the top. Well, it's the New York Times. What are you going to expect, right? A spokeswoman for Mr. Biden said the allegation was false. In interviews, several people who worked in the Senate office with Ms. Reid said they did not recall any talk of such an incident or similar behavior by Mr. Biden towards her or any women. Two office interns who worked directly with Ms. Reid said they were unaware of the allegations or any treatment that troubled her. Right. So she went to a supervisor, not an intern. So the fact that interns don't know what happened when they were alone, is completely shocking. It's completely unshocking. You know? I mean, it's completely unshocking, right? I mean, people who weren't there, who she's never claimed to have any knowledge, have been confirmed to have no knowledge. Ooh, that's some intrepid reporting from the old gray lady, right? So you've got to believe all women, but the New York Times refers to itself as the old gray lady, but you can't believe the New York Times. Even the word the in the New York Times is is, uh, tricky, right? So what does this mean? They don't recall any talk of such an incident. Well, that's because she didn't talk about it publicly. And not they didn't talk about the supervisor. So she said she told the supervisor. And now the New York Times said, well, several people who worked in the Senate office with her, in other words, not a supervisor. So all the people that she said she didn't tell 
have confirmed to the New York Times that they didn't hear about it. Shocking. Last year, Ms. Reid and seven other women came forward to accuse Mr. Biden of kissing, hugging, or touching them in ways that made them feel uncomfortable. Mm. Right? Touching them in ways that made them feel uncomfortable. In other words, it's the discomfort of the woman that matters, not the touching, right? It's a way of separating the man from the actions. So soon after Ms. Reid made the new allegations in a podcast interview released on March 25th, the Times began reporting on her account and seeking corroborations for interviews, documents, and other sources. Times interviewed Ms. Reid on multiple days over hours, as well as those she told about Mr. Biden's behavior and other friends. The Times has also interviewed lawyers who spoke to Ms. Reid about her allegation, nearly two dozen people who worked with Mr. Biden in the early 1990s, many who worked, blah, blah, blah. No other allegation about sexual assault surfaced in the course of reporting, nor did any former Biden staff members corroborate any details of Ms. Reid's allegation. The Times found no pattern of sexual misconduct by Mr. Biden. I'm sorry. It's not funny. There's no pattern. No pattern of sexual misconduct by Mr. Biden. Uh, what, what does that mean? No pattern? Ms. Reid and seven other women. Seven, I mean, Lacey Ford was just one woman, right? Seven other women came forward to accuse. Did the New York Times interview all of the people, including the eyewitness who said that there's no, no recollection of Brett Kavanaugh and Blasey Ford having this ugly interaction that Blasey Ford alleged? Did they say, well, there's no, there's no pattern? Did they talk to all of the, uh, wasn't he, was, um, uh, Kavanaugh was actually really good at putting women forward in the law, and um, did they talk to and say, there's no pattern, right? Just the Times found no pattern of sexual misconduct, other than the eight women. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not funny, but Oh, that they, they type the stuff with a straight face is just, I mean, they've just got to be laughing. Got to be laughing at people, right? Okay, so and we'll talk about this a bit more in a sec. I won't go through this whole article. You can read it yourself. Of course, put a link to it below. On Thursday, this is, of course, uh, in, in April, Miss Reed filed a report with the Washington, D.C. police saying she was the victim of a sexual assault in 1993. The public incident report provided to the Times by Miss Reed and the police does not mention Mr. Biden by name, but said the complaint was about him. Ms. Reed said she found the report to give herself an additional degree of safety from potential threats. Filing a false police report may be punishable by a fine and imprisonment. God, it's so blindingly obvious to anybody with half a crusty eyeball open. Filing a false report. So she's filed a, repeat, a report, doesn't mention him by name. She's afraid of threats. And the New York Times, right after reporting that she filed this report, says filing a false police report may be punishable by a fine and imprisonment. My gosh. And Joe Biden has not responded to her allegations directly, but through a spokesperson and so on. So anyway, we'll get to that. But yeah, the New York Times is, uh, I mean, they just, they they have to write something. Like eventually CNN had to write something because... I mean, Larry King's show was on their network, right? So, so they had to write something. So they have to write something just as bland and as neutral with as many caveats and, and counter-signaling as humanly possible. And then they could say, hey, man, we wrote about it. So what can you say? All right. So this is um, something that just came out uh, yesterday. A former neighbor of Joe Biden's accuser, Tara Reid, has come forward to corroborate her sexual assault account, saying Reed discussed the allegations in detail in the mid-1990s. This is a, a huge deal. A huge deal. Now, of course, they've got to do the powerful looking up picture of, um, 
of Joe Biden, like him looking all noble and craggy and all, all that kind of stuff. And then they got to use some blurred out old photo of uh, her. So let's uh, go into detail uh, about this. This is really, really important to have this kind of stuff. So in March, when a former aide to Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden accused the candidate of sexually assaulting her in 93, two people came forward to say that the woman, Tara Reid, had told them of the incident shortly after it allegedly occurred, her brother, Colin Moulton, and a friend who asked to remain anonymous for fear of retribution. Or <laughs> the New York Times. Now, two more sources have come forward to corroborate certain details about Reed's claims. One of them, a former neighbor of Reed's, has told Insider, for the first time, on the record, that Reed disclosed details about the alleged assault to her in the mid-1990s. This happened, and I know it did, because I remember talking about it. Linda Lacasse, who lived next door to Reed in the mid-90s, told Insider. And the people have looked up, and they've found that this person has, in fact, uh, did, in fact, live next door, right? The other source, Lorraine Sanchez, who worked with Reed in the office of a California state senator in the mid-90s, told Insider that she recalls Reed complaining at the time that her former boss in Washington, D.C. had sexually harassed her and that she had been fired after raising concerns. Ooh, fired after raising concerns. That sounds very, very, very bad. That she went to her supervisor, complained about being finger-raped by Joe Biden. And then got fired for bringing up these concerns? <sighs> Horrifying. So anyway, we won't go through all these allegations again. But um, the Biden camp has denied Reed's allegations, right? Women have a right to tell their story and reporters have an obligation to rigorously vet those claims. Kate Beddingfield, Biden's communications director, said in a statement earlier this month, we encourage them to do so because these accusations are false. Insider sought access to Biden's senatorial papers, which were housed at the University of Delaware, to search for records that may shed light on Reed's claims. The university denied the request, saying Biden's papers, quote, will remain closed to the public until two years after Mr. Biden retires from public life. I don't know, I suppose that's some kind of rule. Hey, you're the taxpayers in pursuit of an interesting story, a powerful story, a moral story. Uh, sorry, you can't have access to all the documents that your taxes paid for, because, because, right? So, uh, Lacasse told Insider that in 95 and 96, Reed told her she'd been assaulted by Biden. Quote, I remember her saying, here was this person that she was working for, and she idolized him. And he kind of put her up against a wall, and he put his hand up her skirt, and he put his fingers inside her. She felt like she was assaulted, and she really didn't feel there was anything she could do. The cast said she remembers Reed getting emotional as she told the story. She was crying, she said. She was upset, and the more she talked about it, the more she started crying. I remember saying that she needed to file a police report. Lacasse said she does not recall whether Reed supplied any other details, like the location of the alleged assault or anything Biden may have said. I don't remember all the details, Lacasse said. I remember the skirt. I remember the fingers. I remember she was devastated. So Lacasse is the first person to independently corroborate in detail and on the record that Reed had told others about her assault allegations contemporaneously. Reed's brother Colin Malton previously told Insider that he recalled his sister saying that Biden, quote, had his hand under her clothes at some point. That's terrible, right? In a series of interviews with Insider over the past week, Lacasse said she decided to speak up now at a time when Reed's story is under intense scrutiny in the media and facing denials from the Biden campaign because she believed Reed's account when she first heard it. I have to support her just because that's what happened, Lacasse said. We need to stand up and tell the truth. And this is uh, the woman... And she's 60, eh? Amazing. 
Lucas, 60, is a retired former medical staff coordinator and emergency room clerk for St. Louis Obispo General Hospital. She lived next door to Reed in 95 and 96 in an apartment complex near the beach in Morrow Bay, California, a seaside community between Santa Barbara and Monterey. She told Insider that she and Reed shared a bond because they were both mothers and their young daughter swam together in the apartment complex's indoor pool. And this is, you know, the Ring of Truth stuff. It's not proof, but the Ring of Truth stuff. Lucas acknowledged that coming forward to support an allegation against the Democratic presidential nominee, quote, may have repercussions for me. But she said she has no political axe to grind and intends to vote for Biden. Quote, I personally am a Democrat, a very strong Democrat, she said, and I'm for Biden regardless, but I still have to come out and say this. I, I just, I just find this absolutely astonishing that if you believe that Joe Biden finger raped your friend, but you're still going to vote for him, I don't, I don't know what to say. Like, I, I have no idea what to say about that. She thinks she's doing the right thing. She's talking about loyalty to the truth. How about loyalty to your friend? How about not voting for the guy that you believe sexually assaulted your friend? What's the matter with you? I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, so now Reed is calling for documentation, right? Which is what you would expect uh, from somebody who truly believes their story, right? So this just came out today. And God help me, I sat around and watched the Joe Biden-Hillary Clinton Well, it's true that coronavirus is killing twice as many men as women, but women are really suffering under coronavirus. Quote, town hall. Today was not a town hall when you have a totally Democrat-friendly moderator asking pre-filtered questions. But anyway, I did that because I thought there might be something about this. But uh, this came out just today from Daily Caller. Uh, Joe Biden, I want you to release the personnel records. Tara Reid demands transparency from Brighton. 2020 presidential candidate Joe Biden's accuser, Tara Reid, is demanding transparency from the man she has accused of sexually assaulting her in 1993. Reid called on the former vice president to release documents pertaining to his time in the Senate, during which period she alleges, she alleges that Biden kissed her, touched her, and penetrated her with his fingers without her consent in an exclusive interview with the Daily Caller News Foundation. So she says, Joe Biden, I want you to release all the personnel records from 73 to 2009 and be transparent about your office practices. I would like to hold you accountable for what happened to me, to how your staff protected you and enabled you, bullied me multiple times into silence. You ended my career, she told Biden. You ended my job after you assaulted me. You claim to be the champion of women's rights, but your public persona does not match your personal actions. She said, I want this brought to light. And I want you to admit it in public. I want a public apology for calling me a Russian agent and having other people try to smear my character in order to cover your crimes. The Biden campaign has denied the assault and said it, quote, absolutely did not happen. The campaign did not respond to a request for comment on Reid's demand for transparency from the DCNF. So, you can uh, look uh, at all of this in more detail if you like. But um, I'm not a big fan of National Review, but, you know, when they write a good article, they write a good article. April 27th just came out yesterday. They said, we do not know whether the accusations that Tara Reid has leveled against Joe Biden are true or false. That is a question of evidence and of inquiry that might be answered as time rolls on. We do know, by contrast, that the double standard that has been exhibited by Biden's campaign and by the political press 
in tandem is a national disgrace. Both culturally and legally, due process must be habitually applied to nobody or to everyone. If, upon the most frivolous and protean of pretexts, it is routinely accorded to one faction while being denied to another, it is effectively lost. Though he has not deigned to address it directly, Joe Biden insists that he is innocent of the charge that he digitally penetrated an intern back in 1993. What a fastidious way of putting it. He's not a USB stick. It is untrue, as communications director says. This absolutely did not happen. If so, we hope that this incident has taught Biden that his previous approach towards accusations of sexual assault was dangerous, illiberal, and ultimately untenable. So, yeah. Biden took a similar line as, believe women, as Barack Obama's vice president, he was tasked with overhauling the manner in which sexual assault cases were evaluated on college campuses. Per the Chronicle of Higher Education, quote, the sweeping Title IX changes that have transformed higher education could not have happened without Biden's support. By transform, the Chronicle means that Biden was responsible for lowering the standard of evidence so drastically and expanding the definition of sexual misconduct so dramatically that accused students were left with no realistic chance of clearing their names. Summing up the approach he had taken towards Title IX in a 2017 conversation, Biden put it simply, I believe you. Why, we must ask, should his own accuser not be granted the same privilege? Similar questions must be posed to the media, which have displayed an extraordinary and unjustifiable double standard in this case, and which, despite the best attempts of the New York Times editor Dean Baquet, have failed spectacularly to account for it. Two years ago, when Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh was accused of teenage sexual misconduct, the press focused breathlessly on the charges, reporting without caveat anything that came across the transit. Nothing was too ridiculous to repeat, including the claim that Justice Kavanaugh had been involved in a gang rape ring. And what little hard evidence was available was willfully supplemented by Weasley, quote, opinion, quote, pieces in which it was insinuated that the experiences of other people confirmed these specific accusations against Kavanaugh himself. Worse still were the presumptions that undergirded the media's focus. For some writers, the mere fact that Kavanaugh had been accused was sufficient to tank his nomination given the cloud that it would allegedly create around his tenure. For others, the vehemence of his denial was an indication of his guilt and unsuitability. Yet more took the view that there was no need to presume innocence at all because Kavanaugh was engaged not in a criminal trial, but in a job interview. The affair represented a nadir of American journalism. <laughs> just, just one of many. Given that the evidence is stronger in this case than it was in Kavanaugh's, we know, at least that the accuser and accused have met, we must ask why the same rules are not being applied in this instance. Joe Biden is hoping to be President of the United States. Might not a, quote, cloud follow him around too? Biden has not only denied the charges categorically, but he has demanded that the press diligently review and rigorously vet them. What? When compared to his I-believe-you mantra, should this tell us about his character? Is a presidential election not a job interview too? And, and if, as was the case in 2018, the venue of the alleged assault tells us a great deal about the likelihood of its veracity, might we expect to read a slate of pieces outlining what it was like to be a female intern in the Senate in the early 1990s? We are of the same view, says the writer here today, or says the National Review, as we were in 2018, and as we were before that. We believe that sexual assault is a hideous crime and that we should punish only people who are guilty of it. It is monstrous when the perpetrators of evil get away with their acts, but, it's, but it is also monstrous 
and the innocent lose their good names. Our preference for due process derives from a desire to avoid either outcome. More practically, we believe that our political system itself benefits strongly from the presumption of innocence. If the mere introduction of an accusation is sufficient to prompt a candidate's withdrawal, the incentives for false charges will grow legion. Joe Biden is a hypocrite and an opportunist, but that is no reason to treat him any differently than we would treat anybody else. If he has truly changed his mind on this most important of questions, we welcome him into the fold. As Biden now argues, Tara Reid's accusations should be respectfully heard and rigorously vetted. And if the evidence does not rise to the level, the man at whom they are aimed should be assumed not guilty. But we will not get to that point with one side throwing a blanket over the story and muttering, Well, this time, he's one of ours. So these are the basic and most essential facts. So CNN waited 24 days to report on Tara Reid's allegations. CNN covered the allegations against Justice Brett Kavanaugh almost 700 times in the first 19 days from the moment they became public, right? 19 days, CNN covers the allegations against Kavanaugh 700 times, but they waited 24 times to report on Tara Reid's allegations. We all know that if Tara Reid was accusing Donald Trump of this sexual assault that she alleges, she would be on the front page of every newspaper. She would be in the warm and fuzzy seat of every single news station on the left, which is just about every single news station. She would have massive book offers. She would be lauded by feminists. She would be given courage awards and so on, as opposed to, hmm... We're going to need a lot more evidence for this one, honey, because it is against someone they like and need to get into power as opposed to someone they loathe and they hate, like Donald Trump. Because here's the thing. I want you to just imagine, or you don't even have to imagine, just think of how much more outraged the media was by Donald Trump making a crass joke about grabbing women by the pussy. Basically, he was saying that when you're rich and you're famous, women will accept your sexual advances. And the only people who don't think that that's true for at least some women are people who've never heard of groupies or never seen any concert in early Beatles footage where, uh, concert footage where women are actually throwing panties at them anyway. So the media was far more outraged about Trump making a crass joke about women letting you grab them by the pussy, right? Not that he would go and grab them by the pussy, but they would let you grab them by the pussy if you were rich and famous. Not all women, but some women. But here is a guy who didn't just grab a woman, she says, by the pussy, but inserted his dirty, stinky, God knows where they've been fingers into her most private place. This is what she says. I mean, it's, not, it's, it's beyond bias. This is pure partisanship. This is pure partisanship. This is get the Republicans, support the Democrats, no matter what. And the, the terrible thing is, of course, that there are women out there, and Tara, Tara Reid may well be one of them, who are attacked and assaulted in just this kind of way. But the more that the left uses these accusations for political advantage when it suits their needs and dismisses these allegations when it doesn't suit their needs, the more 
the genuine victims of this kind of abuse, this kind of abuse of power, this kind of abuse of authority, this kind of abuse of masculinity, the more that these women are going to be genuinely harmed. And what they're doing right now in this whole process is they're signaling, as they have for a long, long time, that if you want to do bad things, you better be on the left. Because then you can get away with just about anything.